Hello and welcome to Better Construction with Sean McStay, the podcast where we discuss design and construction techniques, products, and details that lead to a better built environment. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Better Construction. This week, I am pleased to have with me Fresh Froud. Freshta is the president and CEO of FMI, uh, known in the construction industry here and uh, certainly well-connected in our local construction community. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Sean. Yes, I'm excited to chat with you, learn a little bit more about uh, where, how you got into construction, how you got your company started. But maybe before we do that, you could do a quick introduction for the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those people who don't know me, my name is Freshta Froud. I own the FMI, Froud Management, a commercial general contracting and construction management firm in Vancouver. My job is to collaborate with all project stakeholders and turn their vision into reality. I love my job. I love the people that I work with, and I really love everything about what I do. Fantastic. Definitely great to see passion for the construction industry. Um, how did you get started? Maybe if you look back at when you were in school, like was construction always something you were interested in or how did you come to the industry? Absolutely. That's actually a great question. Um, my story begins from the city of Tehran in Iran. Um, from a very young age, I always wanted to become a builder. I was always fascinated by the tallest and most incredible and iconic buildings around the world. And uh, growing up, I watched my mom, who was a single mom at the time, and she was one of the first or maybe the only female builder in the city of Tehran. She magically found her way through the construction and real estate industry and um, overcome many challenges in construction, which was a male-dominated culture and, and business. And uh, my passion for construction was set right then. And uh, I realized that there are no limits for me to achieve my goals except those that I set for myself. I always had a clear vision about what I wanted to do. And uh, fortunately, I was lucky that my parents didn't force me to pursue their own definition of success. Um, I always wanted to learn everything as early as possible, as fast as possible, and I was willing to take whatever it takes to uh, to go where I wanted to go. And uh, moving to Canada, I wanted to make sure that I can perform to the highest level of my potential. And, uh, and I knew that I had to work twice as hard as everyone else to learn the language, culture, and yet making sure that I'm focusing on my career and uh, and the growth. I was very enthusiastic and I wanted to start working in construction as early as possible because I knew that there are no shortcuts to success. Success takes time and years of preparation and hard work, and you must believe in yourself. I started my first job in construction right after I was graduated from high school. And I worked for an architectural firm. And uh, I took architecture at university. And by the time I was graduated, I had four years of experience learning all aspects of construction from 
consulting perspective. And uh, after that, I worked for several, several subcontractors and Canada's largest general contracting firm while I was building the foundation of my own company, FMI. I didn't want FMI to be a typical small general contracting firm. I wanted FMI to build iconic and, and meaningful projects. And, and I knew that wouldn't be possible unless I learned everything from Canada's best and largest construction companies, such as PCL. And um, PCL was the best training ground for me. And I learned the best way of doing um, general contracting business. And uh, even though my career was fast-tracked at PCL, um, I worked in various roles from the ground all the way to the leadership role. And uh, I worked with amazing people and, uh, and had the most talented mentors who helped me understand the construction general contracting business. I learned the importance of collaboration, relationship, system and process, safety, quality, private and public bidding, bonding, insurance, everything you need to know about construction. And uh, for me, it was just a matter of time to be financially ready to be able to move full time to grow FMI. And uh, finally, I decided to leave PCL. It was a very tough decision for me as uh, I had a comfortable life, um, financial security and just a stable career with a bright future. And uh, going through challenges in my life, I uh, created a confidence that I knew I was ready to move on full-time to grow FMI. And that type of confidence is not just uh, created quickly. It's by proving to yourself that you're dedicated and you're willing to do what it takes um, to focus on your ambitions and achieve success. And I'm not talking about just uh, checking boxes. I'm just talking about um, working long hours in the office and working really hard until midnight to make sure that the work that you're doing is always better than the last work that you've done. And um, knowing that with the help of my husband, who's a serial entrepreneur and had business experience in the past, I finally started FMI. Very exciting. I've heard from a few uh, company owners that uh, you know have worked for, for large companies and I'm always kind of curious when you were thinking about leaving and you're, you're doing your planning and you're, you're very prepared uh, to start your company. Um, there's a lot of anxiety, I would imagine, at that point. Like, am I making the right decision? You know, starting my own company. I've got this great job with this big firm. Um, were there any kind of aha moments or kind of turning points for you that you were like, yes, this is the right decision? Or were you, did you just kind of jump into it and hope? I'm always curious. And yes, you are absolutely right. It, it, it was a tough decision knowing that right now you're making a lot of money and you're doing really well. You're actually like they had plans for me at PCL. I was on a right career path. I had a lot of anxiety. I'm not going to lie. It took me probably about a year and a half or about a year and a half 
I was mating for the right moment because I'm very, um, I wanted to make sure that I have all the risk. I have plans for all the risk that I'm foreseeing for future. And I think for me, I was the right time was more financially because for any construction company, you have to be uh, financially strong because the minute you go out there and start bidding, um, the first question they ask, do you have bonding? If you don't have bonding, all the doors or most of the doors are closed. So for me, it was the matter of making sure that I have the right uh, strength to be able to have that ability to be able to open uh, many doors for myself and more open opportunities. And looking at the first while that you were running uh, your new company, looking back at it, what are some of the biggest uh, learning points for you? Or what are some of the biggest things that maybe you might have changed or, or done better with what you know now? Change, it, it was, um, so first we just came out, I think it was mainly um, for us, we were, um, we needed, like, I always believe that we always need to work with people who are smarter than us, right? And um, because if I'm the smartest person in the room, in my own company, I, I believe that I wouldn't be successful. So if I were to go back and do things a little bit different, I think I would probably invest a little bit more on um, maybe hiring an experienced business development manager um, to expedite our um, introduction to the industry. That's what I would do. Okay, that's a really good specific point. Looking at the next few years, what type of projects are you guys going to focus on? We wanted to focus on commercial. We wanted to, our experience, like we have very strong team. And uh, we're lucky on that sense because our team are very strong. They either have a PCL experience or LSDON experience. So we have pretty strong team and they all have, including ourselves, they all have a commercial healthcare institutional multifamily experience. And those are the area we wanted to focus on. And, and when we are looking for a job, we're not simply looking for any job. We're looking for a job that's truly rewarding as far as um, let's say a school that offers, um, like, like a, a school, a new school in a, in a, in a small town. That's very rewarding. It's something that we can, um, get back to the community. And yeah, I like to work on a challenging jobs and I like to be able to look back and, and be proud of what myself and my, and my team had achieved. And uh, and I wanted to be able to make things that everybody thinks that they're not possible. I want to make those possible. Very exciting. Um, for you, looking at the kind of the future for your company, um, where do you see yourself growing to? Are you going to get to a certain size and then that's kind of the, th the size you're comfortable with? Or is it maybe certain projects you're looking for? Like what's what's the next five or 10 years old? We are not looking at the size. Um, we're not going to be a huge or big multi-million dollar company like PCL. We want to grow. We will be, we will be one of the fast growing company. Um, as far as type of projects, we wanted to focus on, like I said, commercial healthcare, institutional and multifamily. And what we want to be known for is a company that supports diversity and inclusion. And, and we believe in equality of all kinds. We love uh, to provide opportunities to all talents. 
and uh, and just choose our people based on um, the passion, not just based on paper and the standard requirements. Um, sometimes we hire graduates based on their passion and not experience. And um, this is actually connected to my personal story and when I found my first job. Um, we wanted to... We wanted to be able to be known for a company that provides opportunity to those talents out there who actually uh, takes this opportunity and take it to the next level. And I do remember that I had the highest mark at school and uh, sent my resume to many companies, but I wouldn't get even invited for interview um, because I didn't have the experience that they were looking for. Um, so I didn't give up. I started following up with everyone until one person got back to me and he was willing to take a chance on me. And later on, I asked him, why did you choose me? I didn't have the experience you were looking for. And he smiled and said, you're right. You didn't have the experience, but your achievement through high school and university made me curious to find out more about you. And he said, during the interview, you commented that there hasn't been any project or role that you have done twice. And you talked about how hard and passionate you work to make every single one of them successful. And he said that story reminded him of himself when he was looking for his first job. And he truly believed in what he was capable of. He believed that hiring has to be merit basis and you have to have the knowledge, but if you have passion for what you do and know when to ask the question and from who, you will be able to perform better than someone with many years of experience in that position. And that, that has stuck with me for several, several years. And, and that's what I'm implementing at FMI. That makes sense to me. Um, as a business owner who, you know, as you mentioned earlier in the interview, you, you have a strong focus on diversity and inclusivity in, in your hiring and in your staffing practices. What are some tips you can give people to maybe have more of an open mind, have more of a focus on that, you know, really do focus on the merit? Um, what are some of the, the tips or techniques that you use to make sure that that happens in your company? Um, that's an excellent question. I think it is very Im important for us not to have just a checklist and kind of go through the checklist. If someone checks all the boxes, yes, we're hiring this person. I think um, it's worth it if all business owners take a little bit of extra time and extra effort and are willing to actually find out a little bit more about this person who doesn't have experience or a new immigrant who's extremely smart, but he can't uh, communicate because he's very new. He's trying to learn the culture and language and everything. Maybe give them a little bit more chance. Or one thing is very important. You can't just hire anybody and everybody. It has to be merit basis. But going to extra mile, trying to find out more about people, it worth a lot because you will find talent people out there that will bring a lot of value for you. And there is no way you can either uh, find that with a regular interview and going through the checkboxes. Okay. Yeah, that definitely, I understand where you're coming from there. 
And I think it's super important in our industry, especially as we face uh, labor shortages and, and all sorts of challenges that we really look at all of the people who are qualified and able to do the roles, not just maybe the traditional people that we would kind of assume fit into a role. I think that's super important. Absolutely. And I think it is very important to also, um, I, I would love to tell the young generations actually to, uh, to actually look for what you really are good at and what you're passionate about and pursue your dream. Don't even think that, um, yes, there are many challenges on the road of success, but with hard work and focusing on your dream, you will be able to achieve anything and everything. And, and at the end of the day, after, um, all of those challenges, I think once you achieve success, every challenge will become so small compared to the rewarding results that they're getting. I think they shouldn't also give up if uh, if someone isn't willing to take them on for an interview or take their resume. I think they should be persistent. They should follow up and they should try to actually tell them what they can offer for that company. Great. All right. Well, switching gears a little bit, um, obviously, I talk a lot about kind of high performance construction, uh, high efficiency buildings. Um, what's your thoughts on the push in the industry now with code and with kind of uh, interest levels of people rising uh, towards high performance construction? What are some of the challenges and where do you think the opportunities lie uh, for a company like yours? Um. As I believe in Vancouver, I, um, I've done a little bit of study way back in about uh, a couple of years ago um, about buildings in Vancouver. Vancouver is the second most dense city in North America. The first one is New York and Vancouver is second. There are many um, high-rise buildings in Vancouver that are either 20 years old, 30 years old, or 35 years old um, that need to be upgraded. Um, so class A building in 30 years ago is no longer class A compared to class A and 2020. So uh, there are a lot of opportunities out there operating those buildings, bringing them to, to the new code. Um, would A, provide a lot of more um, profit for the owners? And also, we've also done some study and we know that even the owners can uh, recover their construction costs in about uh, three to five years. Wow. Okay. That's uh, really interesting for sure. As I get towards the end of the podcast, I normally ask two questions. Uh, and so the first one's kind of fun because you get a magic wand, so you can kind of uh, fix a misconception. But if you were to remove any one misconception about better construction, which one would it be for you? That's a very good question. Um, I think most people outside of construction industry think that um, they don't know what construction industry is and what opportunities are available in construction. Um, some young girls believe that construction industry is a male dominated industry and it is a tough business and they can't survive. Um, in fact, many girls at university and high school have reached out to me and they said they wanted to do what I'm doing, but they are worried that they won't last in this business. Um, I always tell them that everything is possible if you have passion for what you do and you can turn all obstacles into opportunity with the right mindset. And I'm often asked, uh, what are the challenges you are being faced as a female owner in construction industry? And my answer to that has been always, uh, I've been always focusing on my purpose. 
and the end result. And I don't allow society and external expectations to bring me down. Um, the other thing that I think it's very important is that I keep hearing that um, construction business is tough. Imagine our future generation trying to find the right career path for their future. And all they're hearing is that the construction industry is, uh, is tough. I believe that no industry is tough if you have passion for what you do. I believe construction is one of the most rewarding industries because you work with some of the most incredible architects, engineers, developers, and skilled workers who have passion for what, what they do. And uh, t- typically, uh, people don't appreciate it when they're driving on the street and they see construction workers they're slowing down the traffic. And I like to say that those construction workers out there are working very hard under the rain and sun just to make the roads better so you can enjoy driving through the city. So uh, we should think it, that construction is a beautiful industry. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, and then the last question I always ask is a personal interest question for me. I read and collect a lot of books. And so if you were to recommend a book right now, personal or professional, uh, which one would it be for you? I would recommend uh, Limitless. It is by Laura Gessner Otting. And it's about uh, to ignore your environment and external expectations that hold us back and uh, try to carve your own path and live your own life. Fantastic. Definitely worth checking out. I'll take a look at that one. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time being on the show today. For everyone listening, I'm going to put links down below to FMI so you can go and learn about the uh, work that they do and some of the projects they have coming up. And with that, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to this week's episode of Better Construction. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. If you have any questions for myself or the guest, you feel free to reach out on social media or on the website at uh, www.betterconstructionmedia.com. And with that, we'll talk again next time.